Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! gentlemen here we are episode number 770 of the scruffy looking podcasters today is may 20th 2019 i am your co-host jimmy dice with us tonight we got an all-star lineup of people and humans to my right we've got mr ed bossart what's up buddy ah that's me (laughs) well let's head and who else we got here kev I'm here, boy. I'm here. I'm here. Ah, good man. Good. Good man. to be good back, man. isn't it? It's good to be back after a week off. Yeah. Oh. Feels like it's been light years. Nobody missed us. Kev. Nobody no. missed us. Kev, is it great to be an Englishman <laughs> in 2019? <laughs> Somebody's been watching Mary Poppins, aren't they, again? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, now, here we go. Do it like, do it like the Dick Van Dyke Cockney accent. That's what you need. I, I don't know that accent very well. I'm you, know, sorry. you know, I've slagged off like Americans doing English accents quite a lot. That is the worst English accent in the history of cinema ever. It's, it's horrendous. Hello, Mary Poppins. All right, Mary. Hello. Like, what the fuck is that? But I love it. It is great. So, Awful. Uh, Awful. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're also here, joined with us. In the physical existence of our minds tonight, Mr. Andy. What is up, dude? Frequent writer, frequent voicemailer. Glad to have you, man. Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> Good evening. You can find Hi. Andy on you can find Andy on Instagram at a brewman. That is a brew man on Instagram. You can send us an email, scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook slash scruffy podcasters. Follow us on Twitter. That's an at Scruffy Podcast. You can follow me, Jimmy Dice, at Hebert207. Ed is at Scruffy, Ed B. Kev at KPG1974. And again, Annie is at Abrumen on Instagram. <laughs> Leave us reviews on iTunes. Send us in some emails. Make it rain, folks. We've got a couple of emails we're going to get to today. Really looking forward to it. And uh, away we are. And yeah. here we go. So, so Andy, boys, we can Star Wars. Yeah. Well, Andy's on for our. Uh, what are we? What are we thinking? Like every few months, comic yeah. segment. Yeah, well, yeah. it was supposed to be after the Vader comic, which was like six months ago. <laughs> when that finished, yeah, right, like five. Right. You fucking come back now, don't you? Six months later, where the fuck you been, man? Come on, Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! Yeah, so so Jesus. this one will be kind of an intro into the segment, like kind of intro into comics and like what uh, someone who's new to the comic scene in Star Wars, what they would be interested in if they wanted to dabble or if they wanted to go all in, balls deep. But, um, so yeah. 
so he'll be he'll be doing that segment after uh, we get through. Are you kidding me tonight? And uh, we'll start out with, like James said, our week in Star Wars or weeks because we haven't been on in two weeks. So I haven't done jack shit except I finished <laughs> Master and Apprentice. Ah, good man. Which was good, and I was chatting with Kev, who's like halfway through it, and James, you haven't started it yet, right? I just got it in the mail Saturday, so I'll be starting it probably tonight. Yeah, and Andy, you're planning on reading it or not, possibly? Uh, the, um, that's not the Dooku one, right? This no, 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 that, this is the uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan one. Oh, no, I don't read actual books. Does it have pictures? <laughs> You and Johnny Hodges. I mean, Johnny Grasso. <laughs> See that reference, folks? That's a jazz reference. Yeah. Why don't you read books, dude? I do. I'm reading Lost Stars right now, actually. Oh, good book to start on. Yeah, good one. I have been for a while, but... You like <laughs> it? I, yeah, I do like it. We're it's... reading it for six months. <laughs> it's so uh, good. So, I think it's in March. It's but... slow as me with it. Jesus. <laughs> Kev, you still reading... Uh... Lost Stars. <laughs> Still reading the original uh, adaptation of Star Wars. <laughs> That's like me I've getting got, through the making Star Wars books. Yeah, yeah. I've got about chapter two. Of, like, I bought that in 1970 something, 1978 or something. So, but yeah, uh, we were chatting about Master and Apprentice. Right yeah, now. yeah. So I, so Kev, Kev was talking about. You were saying. Yeah, I, I, I've got some issues with it at the minute. So let's not like, let's I'm, not be spoilery on it. Okay, We're just like a okay. like a little touch on it. You're gonna see a relationship with Obi Wan and Qui Gon and how it, they don't work well together at first. Mm. So that's really cool. And so Kev's like, oh, I don't know if I like this, but hey, it's character development. It's gonna work out, Kev and audience. Heard. It's gonna be good. <laughs> and you'll see why. You just ruined the end of the book there, haven't you? <laughs> you'll see how and why if you read it. It'll be heard you know, and seen. Yeah, that's heard going, and no seen. spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> everything works well, no, out I'm fine. Just, it's, they it's, all get along. <laughs> it's in the synopsis that yeah, they don't yeah, get along at first. Targaryen. They don't get along <laughs> at first, but you can read the book and find out how they end up doing so. Yeah. Um, so... I was going to do a little like review of it right now just to get it over with. Not really a review, just like point out a few things. So, sure. Master and Apprentice and Dooku Jedi Lost, the audiobook that came out. It's an audio novel, sorry. Yep. They both touch a lot on the Sith Empire. Ooh. Not uh, more so Jedi Lost. Master and Apprentice mentions it. Uh, in Master and Apprentice, they talk about how the the Sith Empire control used to control a lot of the planets in the Outer Rim, and they had a control on the gem trade in Master and Apprentice. That's how they mentioned it. And then in Dooku, Jedi Lost, obviously Dooku's interested in Sith stuff, which was also mentioned in the synopsis. It's not a spoiler. Um. <laughs> that is a spoiler. Hey, I, I like that declaration. I've not read the synopsis, so that's a spoiler. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, it's a synopsis spoiler either. So whatever. <laughs> anyway, so this is me speculating that because the Sith, Sith Empire is suddenly, almost suddenly, because you haven't heard it much at all before this, um will be in the upcoming movies coming out soon, which we will talk about 
later because there's some news on that. Uh, I think the Sith Empire will be heavily involved in the future of Star Wars movies. And I think it's going to be fucking awesome. That would be amazing. Mm. <clears throat> um, it would make sense then if they're in the novels that they're going to tie all that. <clears throat> Excuse me, that they're going to tie them in to a future trilogy, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Yeah, got to be on it. That'd it be. makes sense. Mm. Let's what talk you... about that later. Well, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much all I wanted to mention because I thought that was a great point to bring up in general so people know this could be a great plot point for future movies uh otherwise i hadn't done shit in my two weeks of star wars <laughs> you slack bastard you slack motherfucker come on dude you should have been did you read that comic i sent you uh i had read it before remember oh have you oh yeah oh. i brought it up i made you read it <laughs> andy let me read talk- his copy yeah, I made him read that one just because I wanted to see his face while he was reading it. <laughs> Did, was it? Was it like? Wait, wait, what, wait, wait tell the listeners what okay, comic that. we're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Age of Rebellion one, isn't it? The yeah, Age we talked Rebellion. about it last episode. Right. Yeah. It's, oh my god. So yeah. it's a special with uh, Yoda's in it, IG88's in it, and then Biggs and. <laughs> Jack Porkins go on vacation. And we are specifically talking about the Jack Porkins and Biggs going on vacation yeah. comic, which was amazing. And also, call out Hilarious. to the author of this comic who tweeted us because <laughs> I, I had tweeted that we had talked about it in the last episode. And he tweeted a reply that said, Glad you liked it or something. Glad you liked seeing Biggs and Jack in a vulnerable state. That's what he said. <laughs> that, was, that, was that was good. I like that. that I was like, great, oh, we talked it? about our vulnerabilities, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Kev, you read so, it. Uh, what do you think? So, yeah, so I, I, so my couple of weeks is I did, I got I got that. I got the, I had to get it. I think I said on the last episode, I thought, fuck it, I've got to buy that. I have got to buy it. So, it's the most bizarre <laughs> comic I've ever read. It's it's mental, isn't it? What the hell is going on? I, I, it's almost to the point where you like it, right? It yeah. is to the point where you it's like so, it. So, it's so hilarious, isn't it? Like the dialogue in it and like everything in it. It's kind of like this is clearly um, just joking, isn't it? Just messing about. Just like um, there's one bit where they end up in the frigging pants, don't they? And they're just wandering around <laughs> with, with the underwear and you're like, I'm not reading this right or something. Is this like for real? Um, yeah, it's just bizarre. But so everybody, go and get it. It's like yeah. Let's not spoil the, the actual story. It is hilarious, <laughs> oh, no. and we recommend it. So it, what? What? Uh, do you know, Andy? What? What uh, issue is it? It's Age of the Rebellion, or is it? Yeah, but yeah, each one special them, number one. Special yeah, number they, one. Yeah, they just call it the special. The other ones all have one story. These ones have three. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I got, I mean, I got, I've got the Tarkin and the Leia one so far. So I suppose I, I bet you've got more, Andy. Have you got them all now? I haven't got the Boba Fett Han Solo one or the Lando Land- one. Lando came out this week, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've not got those yet. So um, I, I just got those comics. Um, what else have I done while I've, while we've been off? Oh, 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 oh yes, <laughs> oh yes. I've added, Easy, I've added something. Killer. I've added something to my collection of hot toys. Uh oh! Oh, oh! There was a there was a um, 
Do it. It's getting fucking ridiculous. I just don't know whether I don't know where I'm going to put it. I've got to be honest. It might actually have to go like in the kitchen or something. <laughs> so, and I've ordered another one. I've bought. So I bought. I got the Jedi um, Ray from the Last Jedi. Um, it was on sale on Sideshow. Um, I had some reward points, and it was also free shipping to the UK. So it only cost me like hundred quid. Which is like hundred fucking twenty dollars. I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm having that." So <laughs> it's calm. I've got it. It's naked. The Take clothes my are money. off. The fucking clothes are off it. It's bollock naked. Um, yeah. So I got that. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. You, you know, you know what I do with these hot toys. Ah, word. <laughs> it's Did alongside my layer and my Jin Erso now. So um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my! And then, and, and then all I've done is I've, I've actually started Master and Apprentice as well. So yeah, I'm halfway through that. So that's my couple of weeks. So um, cool. I, you guys, you, sorry, James. I'll let you go in just a second. So I started. I'm, ha- I'm like a third of the way through Dooku Jedi Lost, maybe half, and it is good. I've heard good things about that, and um, especially like- if you like Harry Potter. Ooh, oh, okay. nice. I'm into that. Oh, if I like you, Ed. Harry Potter. Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. That's how it is, right? Harry Potter. That's what you say over there, right? Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. You're a wizard, Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> you just said water earlier, or how did you say it? Water. 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 Why wouldn't you say Potter. Potter. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to stop. <laughs> it's Harry Potter. I'm saying it properly. I'm speaking correct English. Well, I'm just say water English. next time. No, I'm just Proper. Proper. All right, so are you, is that, was that your week? couple weeks, Kev? Mm. Yeah, James, Jimmy boy. Jimmy. Well, uh, uh, the, the thing I'm going to talk about actually isn't Star Wars at all. It's Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I think an episode or two ago, you guys may recall, I was going to go check out the 25th anniversary documentary, What We Left Behind, looking back at Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, Again, as I said, they're celebrating their 25th anniversary. This was put together by um, the showrunner and like two directors, the showrunner of DS9, Iris Stephen Bear, and then the showrunner of The Captain's uh, documentary, David Saboni. And um, so they went through and interviewed all the, all the old actors, got everybody together, except for Avery Brooks. I guess he's gone a little crazy. Um, but all the actors were together. They're interviewing him. They're talking about all the crazy shit that went down. Um, how Terry Farrell, like, she couldn't come to a contractual agreement with Paramount. So that's how Jedzia Daxa ended up dying in end of season five, season six. And... Um, just a really lot of cool stuff. Also, it was sort of an Indiegogo fund to sort of make this happen. And they also had some leftover funds where they took a bunch of the old original um, uh, cinematic cut, not cinematic, but you know the debuted record cuts, and they digitized and put them in HD, which was Ooh. awesome. Seeing stuff from the Emissary 
the very first episode. Oh my god, it was so good. It was so cool. And then they did a whole bunch of like the Dominion War and the last part, like the last season when even like the graphics had sort of peaked what they were going to go with that series at that point. And uh, it just looked great. Now there's sort of talk of do they have enough money and resources to like do the whole uh, six, seven, seven season um, binge of uh, Star Trek DS9? I really hope so. Um, so I bought it on. Sorry, Jimmy, sorry to interrupt. Because this is no, why yeah. it's not on Blu-ray, isn't it? Because they said it would be too expensive for them to to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. To do it, yeah. And because it's, it's like because obviously the original series they did and put it on Blu-ray and remastered it. Next generation is. Can you stream it? Yeah, because I'm rewatching it. Actually, I watched the yes, because I'm. I mean, people that me and Jimmy are massive Star Trek fans, yeah, and I yeah, love DS9, DS9 and absolutely loved it. It got great. After a while, after about series two, I thought it got great again. I thought it got well, really. Well, it's funny because they talk about that because D Space Nine was always the black sheep of the series. Mm. Like nobody yeah. at first, they got and they read all the shit out loud, like a whole ton of hate mail that like really affected some of the actors. Um, and uh, it was really, really kind of crazy to hear and listen to. It just got so much hatred because, you know, Star Trek is meant to be on a starship exploring mm. space, not in some, like, floating neighborhood town, like, chilling out next to a planet in a wormhole. Mm. And then there was a whole big discussion of how they had to really sell getting the USS Defiant in there in Season 3. Because they're like, no, no, this is a... This is a Star Trek series about a space station, not a captain on a ship. Um, but he's like, well, no, he's not a captain; he's a commander. You know, and so they so they went through that whole thing of like justifying everything that they had to do on there. But well, um, it's a Star Trek, though. Is just Star kidding? Trek. Oh, it's not Star, Star Station. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, well no, that's true. Like they're trekking somewhere, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, did but, you send uh, the hate mail in it? <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my God. Probably. Did you start but, uh, a petition? Did you get a petition? <laughs> hey, I love the Next Generation. I love that show <clears throat> and Enterprise. But no, they, it was uh, so the one cool thing they did in the documentary is they got all the executive producers together. So like Ronald Moore was there, the guy who did uh, Battlestar Galactica. Um, they got them all together and they said, "Hey, if we were to write an eighth season of um, of Star Trek, what would it look like and what would it be?" And so they kind of like. Um, cartooned it out, you know what I mean? Like they, uh, what's the term where they like put all little sketches, like sketchboards, or whatever. Like yeah, they storyboarded it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they storyboarded a whole season, and some guy did it and just like did like still shot comics or something like that to like, kind of put it together. Um, it was really really cool, very cool story. Wait, um, so DS Nine had had seven ep- seasons. Seven seasons. Damn, yep. that's impressive. About twenty. Well, they're about 26 episodes a season as well. That's exactly so, right. 26 episodes precisely. So was, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I've started rewatching it. I'm just on season three because I haven't watched it since it aired originally. Um, yep. That yep. Was, I bet that was great. That, that, that. It was It was really awesome. I invited my brother. Um, mm. Yeah, he's a big uh, he, Trekkie, isn't he? He's oh, huge Trekkie. Like, whenever we go to Celebration, I think I mentioned this before, I have to buy Star Trek shit because my brother just loves oh. Star Trek. Yeah, how did he react to the... Um, oh, picture? the autograph, yeah. Oh, dude, he loved it. He framed it. He put it up in his house already. Like, it's... Oh, it, it was that's so cool. Yeah. So for the listeners that don't know, James got a photo of... 
Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs as as Lorca. Captain Lorca. Yeah. Yep. And had him so, autograph it. Surprised him. So I brought uh, yeah, I brought the uh, I brought two photos with me to have him sign. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Jimmy got his two for one there, didn't he? Exactly, two for one, Jimmy did. there. <laughs> and it was great. It was absolutely great. So, but yeah, so that's my that's my two weeks in Star oh, cool. Wars slash Star Trek. Star Trek. Just yeah. A, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but just just some real cool stuff happened. It was really yeah, just really uh, really good stuff. So that's uh, that's all I got. So there we go. Nice, Ooh. nice. All right. Um, so let's move into. Are you kidding me? So this is. This segment where we take anything in Star Wars that makes oh shit, <laughs> I never have it ready. You fucked up. You fucked up. Makes any one anything in Star Wars that makes one say, "It's not." Are you kidding me? There it is. Right. Flawless. Flawless. Uh, and uh, yeah, so here we go. Are you kidding me? A surprise to be sure, but it worked. Well. Well, Sorry, so th- this is this is being presented by our guest, a brewman. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, I was actually pre- I was prepared this time. <laughs> so go ahead. So do you guys know what Obi Wan Kenobi's homeworld is? Ooh, no, <laughs> no. So I, I actually learned this from the back of the uh, the Obi Wan one shot comic that uh, a part of the Age of Republic one. So jo- uh, George Lucas revealed at celebration number five that the name of uh, his homeworld is Stu John. And this was revealed while he was being interviewed by John Stewart, who asked him what Obi-Wan's homeworld is, and he just made it up and called it Stu John. And, <laughs> That's and brilliant. It's actually canon now, I think. Yeah, it is. Because I think it was, it was put into... Uh, everything you ever wanted to know or whatever that book is i think um and i think there was actually they said that it trumped a previous i guess it would have been eu thing that he was born on coruscant but no he is now born on stew john so i thought that was kind of funny so i was googling around doing that research and do you guys know what admiral Mahdi's first name is Ooh, ah, uh, uh, they mentioned it in one of the books but i don't remember it yeah yeah uh, his name is Conan because George Lucas was yes. on the Conan O'Brien show. Uh, <laughs> I did hear that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's <laughs> just, it, that's just awesome. It's also funny that book. I think I, I forget what it was. I, I saw it on there that they um, had him in it, and they had a different name for him. I think it was Z, like Z I was his name. And the book was written and not released yet when George Lucas said that. So they actually had to go back to the book and replace all the instances of. Calling him Z Mahdi and started calling him Conan Mahdi, except apparently one slipped through. That was what. The... <laughs> That's Has awesome. Lucas been on Jay Leno yet? I know. <laughs> Leno J, the planet of. There's the only Lee. two I know of, but you got to wonder how many more, like, just random shit things he made up on the spot. You got yeah, John yeah. Stewart and you got Conan O'Brien. Uh, part of Star Wars. Damn. That's awesome, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That is it's just it. weird, though, isn't it, how he just makes the fucking things up? Like, yeah, we'll just call it <laughs> Stu John or something. Just like, <laughs> I love that. Like, I can just imagine the work that actually makes for people. Like, someone then has to take that and put it in a book and have it published and, you know. He's like, I have to use this stupid fucking name. Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> Can you imagine the panic there when all those people had Zmotti going on and then somebody just went, you can't use that. I bet they went, oh, shit, you're joking. <laughs> We've got all these books to go, all ready to go. Get them all changed. Get yeah, them all changed. Reprint. George has changed his mind. Redo them all. Redo them all. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. Oh. Nice, nice. That oh, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are great ones. That was um, great. So... Let's move into the comics, Andy. So we got... Uh, I don't have music for this segment. What? Maybe, maybe, maybe we can figure something out. <laughs> We've got an awesome the, guest on, and you've got for no the future. music for it. Well, you saw how much you struggled with that other music. <laughs> <laughs> it took me so long. It's, it's only episode it's working! 7. It's working! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, wait, 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 wait. I, I almost forgot a second. Holy shit. Speaking of it's working, before we get into comics, let's talk about how it's the official 20th anniversary of our favorite movie of all Star Wars. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Maybe. Questionably, quite possibly, our favorite Star Wars movie, The Phantom Menace. It's working! So I can't guys, believe it's 20 years. Yeah. I can't believe it's 20 years. Fuck 20 years. And, and StarWars.com released a list of things that, you know, things you may not have known about the making of The Phantom Menace. And, like, half of them we've already used on our, Are You Kidding Me? But there are a couple that are on there that uh, I thought were interesting, and I'll bring them up right now because because they're quite interesting. Here you go. So, the Jedi and Sith, a.k.a. Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Darth Maul, went through 300 aluminum lightsaber blades while filming The Phantom Menace. Whoa. Nice. They were just beating the crap out of each other. Oh, yeah. 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 Stunt coordinator Nick Gillard helped build the new lightsabers for the physically and mentally intensive duels. 300. Three, I mean, it makes you imagine how many times they practiced and had to do the scenes. Well, yeah. and then you think about it, how many lightsaber duels did they have? Only the one at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so that 300 was spent on the Qui-Gon Maul-Kenobi duel. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, well, the, well, and on Tatooine when uh, Darth Maul... Oh, yeah, Qui-Gon and Maul, yep, briefly. And then uh, who knows what they had to do when they're deflecting bolts. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so also, side note, some of the cheers and jeers. So we talked about the Q-tips in the past. The Q-tips mm-hmm. for the audience at the pod race. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so some oh, of the audience oh. members are Q-tips. Ed, Ed, can I just mention on that just to watch it? Yeah. You know when we went to the um, Doug Chang um, yeah. panel? Yeah, the panel at Star Wars Celebration, yeah. Yeah. He talked about that. He talked about the Q-tips. Oh, nice. Right. And I was sitting next to our buddy, Chris, awesome. you know, Chris, and I was like, Chris, Chris, it's like, what, what, what? I'm like, we've had that. Oh, no, are you kidding me? We knew all that shit. Anyway, we used it. It, was, it looked at me as if to say, I don't fucking care, mate. That's documented <laughs> content. That's content. I'm like, I knew that. We knew all that. It's like, because everyone's like, oh, we didn't know that. And I'm like, we've used that. Oh, no, are you kidding me? We knew all that. He's like, hey, sitting there going, turn left at the traffic light. 
sorry, dude. I, did, I forgot to mention that's that. That's awesome. I love that you yeah. got all giddy about that. So, oh, it was amazing. So this is from some of the same scenes, and it says, Some of the cheers and jeers emanating from the audience at the pod race are actually from a San Francisco 49ers game. Really? <laughs> are you kidding me? Which, which game? <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Sound designer Ben Burt recorded crowd reactions at the football game himself. There wow. you go. So I want to. I want to. I want to start this this round remembering yep. the Phantom Menace. Here we'll go through each of you. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's like my one of my favorite things about the phantom menace scenes acts whatever you want to call it was the pod race i fucking loved that whole thing and i think what added to it was playing the n64 game because it was almost like especially the tatooine the the boonta eve classic the tatooine course was like spot on with the movie and I, yep. you know, you play the game, and then you watch the movie, and you're like, "Oh my god, I remember that turn, and that turn, and this field, and that." They're like, you know, it's like, "Oh my god." Yeah. So I think yeah. that that's the biggest thing I want to bring out outside mm. of the lightsaber combat. Obviously, that was like fucking amazing. But mm. uh, so, what do you guys think, Kev? Go ahead. Uh, oh, or James, go ahead, James. Oh, James, go ahead. Well, I want to talk about how 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 everybody was just like shocked, just like whoa when they saw it was the clip from the original theatrical trailer of uh kenobi and uh qui-gon like somersaulting from one platform to the other to surround mall you know what i mean like when that happened it was like oh man we're getting lightsaber duels the way that they were meant to be like it was okay when like i mean kenobi obi-wan alec guinness alec guinness and uh alec guinness uh alec guinness and um david prowse i guess i'll say on new hoop on a new hope that lightsaber duel i mean it's kind of like you know two old men kind of 1970s out, I guess. samurai yeah exactly yeah. like they don't they don't really know a lot about what it could be or what it potentially could be so that was the most exciting part for me for the phantom menace was just like how active and and like vivacious the whole uh all the lightsaber duels were the next one uh i'll tie on with you ed the video game episode one pod racer i remember going i like my favorite pod racer was the one that didn't have any of like he was like one unit one ship i can't remember what his name was but i played him for every map and i won every single trophy in every planet but it was really cool like you said when you were going through the boon to eve classic and it was like this is just like the movie it's so cool. And then you realize that Anakin's pod race is like one of the slowest ones. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody ever friggin' uses it unless they're trying to like cosplay it or something. I think I've got I've got that on my PS4. I think I got that as a free game. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah, it is. It it's there. Yeah. Over the years. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, before we move on, just for a sec, I want to give a call out to uh, I think it's who made it? It was a reimagined, redone duel, because James, you were talking about this, from a new Oh, Hulk. C-38, wasn't it? Yes, oh, C-38 amazing. between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader on the Death Star, and it's yeah. fucking oh, amazing. Man. Everybody should go watch. It's called Star Wars SC-38 Reimagined, and it's by yep. FXITIN Post. Yeah, dude. I, I saw that, and I was like, this is what it's meant to be yeah 
we it all did. I think. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? It's just they, and it uses. It's, it's good how it uses the footage from the original. It's mm-hmm. not just all new, is it? It's not just right. They, they've kind it's of blended it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. No, Let's get back to the Phantom going. Menace because this isn't about New Hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that video game was really awesome. I really enjoyed that. That was cool. Um, but yeah, no, everything was just. I mean, a lot of a lot of good childhood memories with uh, the Phantom Menace. Like, I wasn't really into criticizing it, like a lot of people were, until like later on when I was like, "Oh yeah, there kind of was a lot of green screen here." But I mean, whatever for what it was at the time, when it, it's been like a content desert for Star Wars, other than the books for years, books and comics. Um, this was super in video games. Okay, so I guess a lot of stuff. But regardless, no movies, like no <laughs> live action films. You know what I mean? TV series or otherwise, so that's been uh, that was really nice to see and just really awesome. I think I watched that nine, ten times in theater, and I I saved every one of my ticket stubs because I just collected them at the time. But yeah, good stuff, great stuff. Yeah, for its time, it was pioneering a lot of that green screen and. Uh, oh yeah, well, like CGI. like you were saying it um, with. Um, with uh, it, it laid the foundation for um, Smeagol. Ooh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, they admitted that, that, that didn't they? I yeah. realize, yeah. Mm. They admitted that, that it kind of broke boundaries from it. For, mm-hmm. well, that's it, so... Yeah, I brought it up with Ahmed Best <clears throat> on the spot. You did, didn't you? Yeah, what did he say? I was like, "What would we? Where would we be without you? Without the motion capture that you pioneered?" And he's like, "Tell that to my wife." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll leave it there. There's a lot else I could go into, but like, that's yeah, the big highlights for me. You see, this it gets me what? Kev, the true Kev's the true fan of the Phantom Menace. He's got yeah. all the toys, all everything you, you know could it. imagine you know from it. it. Oh, you know it. And I, 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 and I have. That's the weird, bizarre thing. But you know, all all that was said about it. I mean, look, we're all we, we spoke about this before. And the one thing I've got nothing but at the time that like the memories of it because um, it was like for me, I was twenty five years old when that film was coming out, and I have never been so hyped up to see a film. It's been sixteen years since, you know. Return of the Jedi, and I remember, I remember at the time, like the build up, and just waiting for the trailer when it was like the trailer was going to be announced, and um, going on the inter- I had to go on the internet because I think in America it, it, it went on with um, the Brad Pitt film, didn't it? What was it called? Um, and people were going to the cinema to see, just to see the Star Wars trailer. But right. I had to download. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was, what the name of the film was. It was a Brad Pitt film. And then just downloading that initial teaser trailer, um, you know, just online. It was the first time I can remember, like, watching a trailer on the internet. You know what I mean? It was like the old dial-up and just waiting for it. And then the actual excitement when, you know, every generation has a legend, every journey has a first, just when that came on and then the music. And I just watched that trailer repeatedly. And... You know my story regarding it was obviously at the time, and I think it was opening in America like two months before we were getting it in the UK. So I was like, fuck this, I can't wait. 
so we went to New York to watch it. We booked a trip to New York, me, awesome. two of my friends, and my sister. Nice. There was four of us that went. So we had a five-day trip to New York. Um, we went opening night at a theatre in New York. I, I've got my ticket stubs, and I should have got them out, but I can't remember. And just the hype, the the atmosphere in that cinema just was amazing. And I saw it twice over there. I saw it twice while I was in New York. I, I saw it on the opening night, and then we went um, – before we left, we went to like an afternoon showing. And I'll be honest, look, I mean, look, I've, I've criticised the film and there are so many flaws with it. There are some brilliant bits in it. There's some amazing bits in it. But it's, you know, I love the pod race. I love the opening sort of first 10 minutes. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't like Jar Jar. But it was the second viewing when I watched it. When I watched it the second ah, time, it's when you, yeah, you started noticing things with it. But it's still... I still love the movie in a way. I can't explain it because it's like just what it meant at the time. I remember then like queuing at Toys R Us to get the toys. Um, you know what I mean? Just like yeah, talking yeah, to yeah. Well, I think, I think I, I definitely queued or stood in line for the Phantom Menace. Andy, were you with me? I'm trying to remember this. Yeah, I, I think we saw it together. Yeah. I remember pretty, sitting in line, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty in, our, in the small town of Farmington, Maine, way mm-hmm. up. Oh, to watch to watch the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, so you didn't pre-book or anything then? You had nothing. No, no, no. Uh, Dude, tickets there are like five bucks. I think they're that. still. It's six fifty now. I think. Holy shit! Yeah. So was, how? Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> so how old were you then when you saw it? How old were you? Uh, sixteen. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. So nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But just, just so, just the memories of it, you know. And I mean, I was like, I, and genuinely, I think I saw it about fourteen times at the cinema. I watched it twice in America, and then I watched it like, sort of like twelve times over here, and then I watched 12 it twelve times. Oh my god! Yeah, and, and and I'm one of the biggest critics of that film, but not. But I, so you like it? It's amazing though. I love it. <laughs> I loved it. But it's such a it's such a strange thing to describe about. And I talked about like. It's interesting being at celebration as well of like how different younger people feel about that film. <clears throat> I yeah. think with me at the time, you know, I was twenty five, I'd been waiting for a Star Wars film and then it was like I watched it, you know, and you think, oh, it's just this kid who's everything happens by accident and it's like all oh, whoops and all you know, and all stuff mm. and I kinda there was Jar Jar I didn't like and certain stereotype, but still great bits in it and my memories of it are amazing. You know, just just the trip to New York was brilliant and just yeah, getting, getting the toys and just amazing just, experience. It's, yeah, good. it's good. James, did you wait in line for a Phantom Menace? Um, yes, actually. So I was thinking back, um, that wasn't the only content we got cause we got the special edition. Like, so like you mentioned, um, but I waited in line for that, but the opening night I waited in line for like, two hours i think for phantom menace oh wow and then like the first two viewings i think there was a line but everything after that was just like walk in and go like sit wherever you want kind of thing but it was still like full like people were still like out there so mm. and the one thing i remember as well was he just before it was was the, the cinema in new york i saw it in i remember the pod race and like Sabulba's pod the pod sound of that was extraordinary it was like you know, when they, they just him and Anakin, that was amazing. 
And I just I love that pod race in it. I love that sound from that. So, yeah, sorry, yeah. Andy, you go. Uh, isn't his engine... Isn't it... Uh, wasn't it like a, a jet engine? No, a fucking diesel engine or some, like, Mercedes or something. I'm trying to remember. Uh, the engine sound. There's like clunk, 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 clunk. Oh, yeah. it's a Ferrari, right? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was amazing. Just, mm. yeah. It's mixed with something else. Uh, so, Andy, what are your positive memories? <laughs> From the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Why are you saying that, Ed? Now, uh, <laughs> definitely the lightsaber. Like, that opening scene of... Like, you you never got to see two Jedi together before that. You know, mm. fighting on the same time. It was always one-on-one. I mean, looking back, those A New Hope and stuff, lightsaber duels, compared to what we saw then. I mean, it's like old, you know, slow motion and, you know, whatever. So to see that was just remarkable. I remember mm. being excited to see The Emperor... I mean, yeah, we all knew him, you know, as Palpatine because we we're nerds that read all the books and stuff. But you know, so to see him in that setting was amazing. Um, I mean, I think that movie is so good; it's just with really bad parts on top that you remember, and like the Jar Jar is just over the top and the Anakin stuff. But it's it's really a small part of the movie that's those kind of bad parts. But it, right, kind of what sticks. I mean, the Jar Jar thing that was, that was the one that everyone like latched onto about the complaint they probably shouldn't have been that prevalent but um but it the rest of the movie is really pretty good yeah yeah uh agreed and well i mean kev's talked about this before but the uh all the like talking in the jedi temple <laughs> it's a lot of standing around and talking i mean i i only notice it more because I've showed it to my girls, and they, uh, when they get to those parts, they kind of just glaze over and start looking around and grabbing other toys and like moving on. And I was like, "But, but the good part's coming up. There's a good part coming up. Just, just stay right, on right, the couch." Right. <laughs> yeah, the pod race is coming up. The lightsaber jewels are coming up. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, girls. Don't go anywhere. But anyway, no, no, let's not let's not let's not talk negative about it. Yeah, yeah, positive, no. but yeah. Like, there's a positive stuff. But you know, oh yeah, dude. I don't really remember like anything like the Darth Maul lightsaber. I mean, I remember seeing that was just like the idea that it wasn't just a lightsaber. You know, a single lightsaber was yeah, yeah, pretty amazing to see. I remember that clip in the trailer when it happened, and it just showed you for a brief second of the you know um, double lightsabers. That was amazing. It oh, was just like, oh, it was. Because even now, even now, I'm what's it? I'm I'm 45 now. That trailer, that initial teaser trailer for the Phantom Menace, is still my favorite trailer mm. because it was just. I mean, dual blades. Ah. At the time. Yeah, and everything just a little bit. You saw a young Obi Wan. You saw little lightsaber duels were going to happen and a pod race, and you were all like, "What's that going to mean? What's that going to be?" You know, and just yep. it was amazing. You know, and. <clears throat> the excitement of going over to see that movie, going over to the States and just, you know. And the first time I saw it, I loved it. I, I held my hands up. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved it. I came out just absolutely buzzing from the film. You yeah. know, it was only sort of, like I say, we all think the same with it. You know, so The more you think about as, it. <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad as some people make out, but then it's not yeah. as 
but I get it why people do love it because it was um, yeah you know <clears throat> it's 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 a film that got a lot of people into Star Wars a lot of fellow podcasters as well I think it was mm-hmm. the film that mm-hmm. got them into it so. Can I add, interject, and add one thing to what you just said? Um, you were saying how it's like it's the first time we saw double, you know, double-bladed lightsaber and all that stuff, and that was really awesome. Um, on top of that, like you realize that that trailer was one hundred percent geared towards old and new, um, old and new fans. You know what I mean? Like they said, Anakin Skywalker meet Obi Wan Kenobi. And you see double bladed lightsaber. You see the super fast high action uh, saber duel. Uh, you see the space battles that are all CG and just like all these battles, like flash, flash, bang, bang. Like it packed. That was a big trailer. It packed a lot in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. In the, the, the movie itself, too. I mean, it was it was a pioneer in all of that. Mm. You haven't it seen was. any of that before. And I do think. Maybe it's because of the celebration was and everything, but I do think it's getting more love now, you know, because you know what I mean? I think it's uh, people have changed, and I, my own sort of view on it is a lot better than what it was, you know. I don't think it's as bad as I thought at the time, you know. I was thinking, what have they done? Because when you watch the overall saga, it kind of does make sense, yeah. But there's still some, like Andy said, there's still some really bad bits in it but oh you know uh, we're yeah. not getting into that but, well that's yeah. i mean that's writing but, some of the stuff mm. george george is an amazing writer so like you know it gets into that but we won't get into that so mm. let's move on to comics andy so let's mm. let's move into our first ever scruffy comic segment uh we'll we'll do this one kind of like an intro just be like okay if you're the two major questions if you're if you're dabbling in comics and you only want to do what's good this is what you should read and then also uh what's going on currently and what what is there to look forward to um yeah Mm. so andy what do you what do you have for us so so this is where the theme song would be just if ed had prepared one just so you know right (laughs) right 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 right, right. no it's too too lazy it's too lazy yeah i know (laughs) <laughs> um, we started talking about this because we were in the midst of the Vader one, which is so good. Um, probably, I think it's the best of the Star Wars comics. Um, and uh, unfortunately, since then, it's kind of slowed down because that ended in whatever that was, January or whatever. It's like end of December, yeah. So yeah, wait, right there's two here. two Vaders, right? So which one yes. are you talking about? Yeah, so th- <laughs> it's super confusing if you're actually trying to find them because they're both just called Darth Vader. And um, if you try to figure out which one's which, you pretty much have to do it by the author. So Kieran Gillen wrote the first Darth Vader, which took place uh, immediately after A New Hope. So, like, the Death Star just blows up, and it kind of starts off with, like, imagine how pissed off the Emperor is at at Vader when he just let the Star Destroyer. So it's kind of an interesting um, storyline. But then the the, the, uh, second one is um, Charles Soule wrote it. Yeah. And that one is takes place literally seconds after um, Revenge of the Sith ends, like Anakin Skywalker with no arms and legs getting the Vader suit. And um, mm. that one is really good. Um, so, I mean, if you were going to... That's the thing to start with, I think. Yeah. Um, 
And you can, I mean, with those, you don't have to go to like a comic book store. It's all just on Amazon because they collect them all into, you know, either paperbacks that have like six or so issues or, you know, the big omnibus that has all 25 mm. in it. So, I That's mean, what you want to get. They're really cool, though, aren't they, Andy? They're really yeah. cool. Like, the little, just I, like, I like the little trade paperbacks ones because they're, oh, yeah, you got that there. Um, they're like 12 bucks on Amazon. So, like, even if you don't know, you just buy one, you know, and you'll get hooked probably because they're really good. Mm. But it'll cost you probably 50, 60 bucks to get all of them. I think that's what the hardcover costs, too, something like that. Mm. But Yeah. Um. And in that event, I'd rather have a hardcover because that stacks a lot better on my bookshelf. You know what I mean? They're yeah. great. The hardbacks are, but they're harder to get. Yeah. Some of the hardbacks, I think. Some of the hardbacks. Oh, dude, yeah. they are. Well, like I said, I just got that Dark Empire trilogy. That took me forever and a lot of friggin' money to get that damn thing. But well, I was anyway, gonna say I when I nice. when I realized you were a Star Wars fan, James, because we we had met inadvertently, kind of just like by accident. Yeah. Kind of bad. Well, definitely I mean, not on purpose. <laughs> this guy. And I'm like, I'm in his apartment for some like New Year's party, <laughs> James, and yeah, I'm blackout drunk. Yeah, and because I was invited by his wife's sister, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at his bookshelf. I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot of Star Wars shit on it. I see like. Guys, like for real. Thirty novels <laughs> and like fucking like you know most of them I read, and then a ton of comics which I never got into. And I'm like, I gotta talk to this guy, and I start flipping through the comics <laughs> at the party. It was funny. It was just, I was like, oh god, I gotta know this guy. I gotta get to know him. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the fuck is this I guy? You, I thought you were gonna say you were so drunk that you like pissed on him or vomited on. Him. It's like massive. Oh, that's always a is this a toilet? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my face. Oh, there's no toilet paper. I'll use this comic. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Andy, what's going on with comics now? Like, what, 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 what are we? What should we? Or what should we stay away from? What, should, what, what, what's going on? Yeah, you've read the Dark Visions one, Ed, right? Vader, Dark Visions. Did I? That was the one <laughs> that. That's coming out right now. There's a Vader comic. You think that sounds awesome because now there's a third one. And oh, it, no, I didn't. I didn't read it. No. So the premise of these is there's like five standalone comics, and each one is like someone that runs across Vader at some point in their life. There's one that's like a um, just some random guy on a planet, and Vader comes and does stuff. I don't want to spoil him. <laughs> but the third one is the one that there's like this lady on the Death Star, I think. That's like in love with Darth Vader, and it is it rivals the Jack Porkins big Darth Vader. Oh right, Pop yeah, we Lord. talked about this. That's right. I hadn't yeah. read it, but I heard about it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's pretty bad. It's too, like a I fanfic. Think. Yeah, it feels like it, like is with it? slightly better drawings. Like she's so a, <laughs> like she's a, like she's like some officer or whatever, and she's obsessed with him or something. And, and she's like, yeah. she thinks that he's in love with her. And you can imagine what happens to her at the end of the comic. I won't spoil it, but Kev, Kev wants to read it, right? I can look at it. I see the look on his face. Go on right now. Dark Vision number three. That's it right there. Okay, uh, dude. I want that one. I want that one. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm I on it. I haven't read the. I haven't got any of the Dark Vision ones yet because I've. I'm on the. I've. I've done the Age of the um, Republic ones. 
both the heroes and villains. I'm on the Age of Rebellion ones. I did the Han Solo Imperial Cadet ones. I haven't done the Han Solo movie adaptation yet. I don't need not. I don't see any of the adaptations because I don't really see the point. Like we've already mm-hmm. seen. It. Well, they, I've read the Last Jedi ones, and they do they do offer a little bit more than what you know what I mean. There's like little scenes that are not in there, or little thoughts of, that Luke puts in. There's nothing major. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's nothing right. Nothing too drastic. Yeah. Shattering. Um, but I've not done the Dark Visions ones yet because I kind of I am going to wait till all five are out and buy like the omnibus of it. You know, like the. Um, the paperback and just wait till it you know but you've got me you've got me curious now on i don't think i can wait for those i'm gonna to have to order those that individually and what is it number three andy is it number three yeah Fuck you now. <laughs> but that's, that's coming out right now um yeah the Eight republic stuff that's pretty good too because i mean if you if you do have a comic book shop and you go in everyone's just a number one so you can pick up any of them like they don't tie together in any way um but they're also nothing too amazing. Like I think Ed and I were talking about them. Some of them are just kind of like a day in the life of, you know, Django Fett. And it doesn't really, like, offer too much. But none of them are really bad stories, you know. Um, there's some pretty good ones. Mm, uh, the nice. Yoda, Yoda was part of the special, but that one's pretty good. Um, I know you guys have talked about the Obi-Wan one's pretty good. Yeah, um, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is so um, we were talking about this, Andy, off – the air um the tie fighter one can you tell us a little about that one yeah number the first two were out so that one's linked to the what is it alphabet squadron so what, what's a, it called just tie fighter tie, tie fight. yeah yeah and um so i guess it's a book that's coming out and this is like the companion piece so that's another one if you're not going to read the book you can probably skip these ones because the story doesn't really make that much sense by itself um but if you read books and you're going to read the alphabet garden it's probably worth um mm-hmm. checking it out it's not bad um yeah so i guess, <laughs> I guess it's like a, a tie fighter comic is on the empire side and the alphabet squadron is from the view of the rebellion side right and they kind uh, of interact yeah. i kind of thought that but i'm not sure they're it says rebellion like in the description but the people they're interacting with i don't think are rebel i don't know i've only run two so gotcha. <laughs> but yeah it's, it's like the other side of supposedly what the book's about. Cool. Um, that's that one. And then the um, there's the two long-running series, the Dr. Aphra and, and Star Wars. Just Ooh, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like trying to get going on the Aphra. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I those... started a couple of them. They're, they're good. Well, I think, I think the Aphra one's gone on a lot longer than they expected haven't they? Because I think I think she was just supposed to be in it because she's does she first appear in the Vader ones in the early Vader ones, is it? And yeah, then, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's on to like volume. I think volume five and six are coming out. I think it's volume, you know, like the, um, you know, like the omnibus ones. I'm sure there's like I think I've got four. Yeah. Number five comes out in June. Yes, yeah, that's the one I'm going to get. That one, and then number six, I think, is December or something. So clearly, they've it's loads of life in that character by the sound of it. Isn't it? That they keep, you know, bringing those out. Yeah, she, she came in the beginning of Vader. I think it was number three, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah. so she was in like most of that Vader one, and then um, 
And then, so that very first Vader one was Kieran Gillen, and then when he finished that, he wrote to Doctor Aphra. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. I think the first, I forget how many. He's not writing that anymore. So the yeah, the tricky thing is sometimes you know you get a new writer, and then who knows if it's going to be any good. I'm not caught up on it. I'm with you. I'm into like three or volume three or four. Yeah, so, yeah, that's where it's exactly where I am, dude. Yeah, that's exactly where I am. So. Yeah, because I think originally, I'm just thinking back, I know she's in the Vader, doesn't Vader hire her for something, and then it kind of just goes, if I remember, does, does Vader hire her to do a job or something? Yeah, I know we talked about it a little bit before, mm. but she's kind of like a uh, like Tomb Raider or Indiana Jones type character. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's yeah. like an archaeologist, so she, yeah, Vader wants, I think Vader wants an army or something, and so she gets some droids, something along those lines yeah. for him. So, yeah. um so those ones are really good, and those again, you can start from the beginning with those. Just you know, you go on Amazon and get them. Um, I don't know. It's hard to pick it up because, like, I think Star Wars is on like sixty-eight or something. Yeah, it's huge, yeah. isn't it? That yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, you can't just go like start there, really. So, but um, it's pretty easy to start <laughs> yeah. if you like them, you know. <laughs> yeah, start at number one. And then work your way through all the way through. It sounds like an it sounds like an omnibus one. Like wait till it's, I don't know. Oh, the Star Wars one. Or yeah, the Star Wars one. Or get that. That won't be an omnibus. I mean, that's going to be like volumes of hardcovers too. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think the most you can do is like twenty five ish or so <clears throat> issues, and you know, twenty five thirty something like that. In a um, cool. In one of the hardcovers. But yeah. It, it, yeah. But uh, I don't think it's kind of slow right now. I know. And you had shown me, I think, what is it, the Star Wars show? They interviewed Charles Soule. Yeah. And he, I think some, he was talking about doing something else with them. I hope he does. His, his oh, yeah. Is, he, he, uh, not on the Star Wars show. On Twitter, he posted something. He's oh, like, right. He's like, I've just proposed something, I assume to Lucasfilm, that I want to do a story on. He's like, I hope it's approved because it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Ooh. And I'm Let's like, oh my god, tell me something. Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> in, in in the interview, though, that on, from the Star Wars show, he said, I think his two dreams were Luke Skywalker and the Emperor to do. So mm. that doesn't mean that's what this is, but that would be pretty freaking awesome, especially the Emperor, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I need more. we need more backstory in Sheev. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. And it's it's right in line. Flow through you. That, that Vader comic he did was, you know, quite a bit of Dark Side lore stuff in it with Momin and all that stuff. So that would be right in, like, the same wheelhouse. I think it would be fantastic. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. All right. Uh, anything else, Andy, on, on – uh... Uh, No, I don't think so. Nice. Uh, oh, the only other one I haven't read because it must be very unpopular. Neither of the comic book shops in town had it. was the releasing of Galaxy's Edge – Series, I think it's like five issues, just to make you want to go to Disney World. I suspect. Yeah, of course. <laughs> was it called Black Spire? I, I, that's why I tried to buy it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to go in the room in the back. I think you got to go to the porn stuff. Porno room. It's behind the counter, and there's some bloke, some CD guys there. Like, you want that Black Spire? Come me, boy. Come this way, boy. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Amazing. It's in, and it's in a brown paper bag. You can't open it. Like, 
Kev, it sounds like you've done this before. I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing that's how it works. I'm guessing, right? That there's no truth in the rumour that that's Jesus. from experience. You've got right? this process down to a T. <laughs> sure, sure. Just ask for Big Al. And it's... Big Al. It'll get you anything you need. It gets you anything you need. You go into a nice, secluded room. It's in a paper bag. They give you tissues. <laughs> This is just getting weird. Uh, I'm, Ed, I'm just guessing that's how it works, dude. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of Black Spire, let's talk about Galaxy's Edge. There's a few things. Let's get into the news. We'll get through it quick. We got a couple emails, so we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, we've already dragged this shitty podcast on for too long. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, at first, like you can only you only get you only get <laughs> you only get four hours in Galaxy's Edge, like like uh like when you're there. Oh, you're on a timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like oh. like you have a wristband, right? Like we know. And then um, when they scan it to let you into whatever event you're trying to do or whatnot, it says, eh, "Your time's up, buddy." And then they refuse you. And as part of this, maybe stormtroopers will come tell you to get the fuck out. <laughs> is this serious? Yes. There could even be, quote, this is from uh, io9, there could even be stormtroopers there to add to the experience. And they will need to see your identification, a.k.a. the wristband. It's a process Disney has used for other ticketed events in the past. You get four hours to do whatever you want. When your time's up, cast members, a.k.a. Stormtroopers, simply won't allow you to buy anything or ride any of the attractions if your wristband has expired, hoping that you simply leave by your own accord. Holy shit. I find it kind of surprising they'd limit you buying things. I, I can't imagine going to Disney World and they wouldn't sell you stuff. Yeah, that, that, what a great point, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not buying that, sir. <laughs> we don't want your money. We don't want your money. When you have, like, when you have so many people, <laughs> like, and it's just an overload, I can see it. Mm. Like, that's a is good, this, that's a this, good is problem. This the, is this in the initial few months, though, or is this going to be all the time? Uh, I think it's I it it feel it doesn't say specifically, but I feel like it's like in the beginning stages. Yeah, that's mm. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's going to be like because it says when it first opens. That's how it's going to be. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, why wouldn't you just want to spend all day there? Yeah. Mm. Just like hide in a trash can and be like, mm. <laughs> seriously, right? <laughs> uh, also. Bob Iger posted on Twitter that he toured Galaxy's Edge with Kathleen Kennedy, JJ, and Steven Spielberg. Did you guys see this? No. I did. And there's I some did. sweet pictures of them together. And the biggest thing is uh, that I drew from this is Spielberg's shoes. What the fuck is he wearing? <laughs> They look, they look like nineteen eighties like neon yellow giant shoot. Like they look huge. Ah, obnoxious. Yeah. You see that? Uh, I shared the link with 
my oh, house I see, just yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Um, apparently, they are, and they are from Hoka. I guess is the name of it, or Hoka One One. And they, these shoes are called the Bondi B, and the price is in euros, Kev. Oh, <laughs> so that you can understand. I, I, I'm, I'm, don't forget, I'm English. We don't know what. Oh yeah, that's right, 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 right. That euro shit. Well, it's We've one. Got our own money. It's a hundred and fifty euros for this shoe, and it looks huge. It, like the sole must be like three inches thick. Uh, Damn. And it, the description, it says, it's a revival of the original 2011. The Bondi B was the first ultra-cushioned, yet surprisingly lightweighted road model from the Hoka. This shoe features a lightweight EVA midsole for exceptionally plush cushion and early-stage meta rocker for effortlessly smooth transitions. Whoa. This is a... Uh, so, all right, sure. if you're going to wait in line at Disneyland, Disney World... I think Spielberg is sending a message here. <laughs> Have good shoes. <laughs> Definitely is, isn't he? Because compared to those, <clears throat> JJ, Kathleen, and Bob Iger look really uncomfortable. Just saying. <laughs> scruffy looking, say, scruffy looking tip for Disney. Get your footwear right. For your get Disney. Get your footwear right. Yeah. Get hey, right you know foot. what? This could work for celebration. Fucking do it. Ooh. There's a yeah, lot. Of, there's a lot of queuing at celebration. Um, Seriously. So, also, John Williams. We like him, right? He's oh okay. yeah, he's okay. He's, he's only right. like sixty percent of the Star Wars experience when you're watching a film. No, probably, probably debatably, debatably, sixty percent, quite or possibly. Uh, so this is from Slash Film. He. Uh, talked about how he saw an early cut of uh, The Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9. And he said that he likes what he has seen very much. And it has so far, he has so far written 25 minutes of score in about a month. Sure, sure. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Yeah, let, let me be the judge of that, John. <laughs> Does that not make you we'll excited, be the though? Did he say that about all the other movies he's done? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, even he's not going to come out and go, it looked terrible. Right, <laughs> so, right, right. You know, it looked terrible, and I've written some shitty-ass music for 25 minutes. I've just, uh, yeah, it's just some music <laughs> I churned out for fucking... Oh, yeah, sorry, folks, it's really quite pedestrian. It's <laughs> awful. It's really awful. All right, you know. let's get to the meat of the news here. This is the upcoming movies beyond episode nine. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a hiatus. Three years. Of, three fucking like, years, guys. Of a month. Of a month. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Uh, there are three new untitled Star Wars films that will release. This is from Walt Disney Company. Will release on the pre-Christmas weekend every other year beginning 2022. Mm. So we're going to get Rise of Skywalker 2019. We're going to get three years off. Three years <laughs> off. 
And then the next Star don't Wars forget, movie. Don't forget, though. This Which, is how it used to be. This is how... Oh, I know. I know. But I know. Empire to Jedi. To it's how it... To Attack of the Clones to Revenge of the Sith. It's how it used to be. <laughs> but what are we used to right now? Um, anyway. Also, adding on to this, uh, Bob Iger talked to... In a live conference with Attractions Magazine and said that the next Star Wars film, which is the 2022 one, will be the Game of Thrones, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss first movie of their trilogy. So we don't know about the the movies after that, the every other, but we know Mm. the 2022 one will be the David David Benioff and D.B. Weiss movie. So, Mm. Andy, (laughs) uh, what are your thoughts on this three-year hiatus, and are you excited for this D and D movie coming out in 2022? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's such a what, loaded, like, double question. I'm sorry. <laughs> we've seen what they've been able to do with two years for this Game of Thrones series. So, I mean, with three, <laughs> with three, oh, it should God. be absolutely amazing. <laughs> that's um, a that's a sizzle for like if we ever talk about the Game of Thrones finale, which might be at the end of this or at the end of the next episode. Just so you know. I do have to, uh, so, uh, I mean, I think we, it's somewhat to be expected after the solo one. I don't know what else you're going to put in there, if that's not su- super successful. So, I mean, it's not surprising. You'd hope that they would get to, like, one a year, one every other year or something, but. Um... I like that, because it's, uh, if it's all one trilogy every other year, that's five years to get a trilogy, right? That's not bad. Yeah. And they, I mean, with these series coming out, it's not like you're not getting any Star Wars. Like, you're not going to be hurting for it when you get a whole season of The Mandalorian or one of these other things. Cassian Andor, and that leads into another news item, that there's a third one, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Kev, what do you think about all this? <sighs> oh, um, yeah, I, uh, going back to what Andy said, with the three-year thing, I'm not surprised. Um, do you like it? that three years... Um, no. Are you, um, you going to be walking around with a cane? When uh, I, I sure am. I fucking sure am. No, I'm not surprised by it. I don't. I, I kind of thought every two years they may go for, um, which obviously is going to happen anyway kind of thing. But one thing I did find interesting was obviously they've said that that movie was going to be the Benioff and Wise movie, um, but they haven't really said what the others after that are. They've not really said that the next three are their movies. So does that mean that we're going to have one of their movies, then a Ryan Johnson movie, then another one of their movies? Yeah, and And I kind of hope for that, to be honest. Yeah, I I wondered if they would do that, uh, because I just thought it was quite interesting that they just said that movie the next one after The Rise of Skywalker will be their movie. They didn't say their trilogy, did mm. they? No, Just correct. Thought, oh, okay, because there was all this, there's been all this speculation, and it's still going on on Twitter, that the Ryan Johnson trilogy has been cancelled, simply because, you know, in the schedule, they're not saying it's anything not to him. It's not canceled. Uh, it's no. not canceled. I think, he, I think no, no, Ryan no, no, no. came no, no, out no, no, and I'm not, not. I'm not, I'm not, But, you know, people are trying to... Oh, you know, oh since, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, since the last Jedi stuff going, oh fucking, he's he's going to be fired. He's going to be fired. 
you know, and he said on Twitter, no, I'm not. I'm still, I'm working on it where, you know, we're into script development, et cetera, et cetera. So you think, so I wonder if they're going to do, do it like that and sort of split it up so that we get, which I do kind of quite like the idea of. Because in some respects as well, we've got to be careful of, we, we've mentioned it before, of Star Wars overload with movies. And mm. and is right. I do agree. I'm 100% with Andy. I think there was a lot of that with Solo that, that kind of come in so quickly from The Last Jedi that people are just like... But then again, it works for Marvel, doesn't it? Marvel released three films in a year before and it doesn't, you know, interrupt them. But yeah, I mean... I mean I, I just think I I, I I I like the idea of every other year like doing an ev like okay mm. D B Weiss and then or D B Weiss and Dave Benioff movie twenty twenty two and then twenty two years later do the Ryan Johnson one and then mm. go back to D and D and then back to Ryan like you know and every other but I don't want to confuse the audience. You know how, like, I think that was a downfall to Solo because you, you threw, and, and I realize that's yeah, like yeah. a six-month thing versus two years. So I'm hoping, I, I'm, I want them to go every other, like I just said, and I'm hoping the year gap makes it fine. Like, they'll, mm. like people will be able to, like, okay, so this isn't a Star Wars movie about what we just saw a year ago, two years ago. It's another one, but we're getting the one a year ago in another year, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, but right. From, but from a from a logistical point of view, though, <clears throat> it's it's kind of got to be that way, hasn't it? Because if 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 Lucasfilm and Disney have said, right, we we're giving um, David Benioff and Dan Wise their trilogy, we're giving Ryan Johnson his trilogy, it won't make sense if the next three films are all from one director. Because why would you then hire, say, Ryan Johnson now to do a trilogy? After that one's finished, yeah, it'd be that like eight years from now. Yeah, right, that, would, that right. would just be ludicrous. So it's kind of got to be right. one, and then theirs, and then theirs. Because if that's definitely the way they're doing it, yeah, do you know what I mean. You know, and, and I think I think there's a lot of like, okay, they'll make their movie, and then we're going to look at the reaction, and then change everything up again. Well, I was yeah. just going to ask, what are the odds that they make like one of the movies? And then, like, if it doesn't sell a billion dollars, it's not a trilogy anymore. I mean, we know they can't do that with the Skywalker ones. Like, they're finishing right. out nine. They knew they were finishing out nine. But, I mean, what are the odds? You've got four years. They're not even going to start the second one by the time the first one comes out, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's so, true because, like, okay, so they're, they're probably agreeing for them to make this movie but seeing the whole picture. They're like, like when 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 they're like, okay, you're making this movie for 2022. We already know the ending, right? Because right? you're making a trilogy. That's what we hired you for. We know the story from movie one to movie three. But what if that. one goes badly? That's the question. Like, what are they gonna do? You'd almost hope that they would do like the the Lord of the Rings thing and like film them at once. Because I mean, if you're releasing them four years apart, there's going to be an eight year span between the first and the the last one. I mean, that's a lot of actors could you know not want to do it or die. I mean, I mean, eight years is a long time. It's like what they're doing with Avatar, right? Yeah, doing all of them at once. Uh, I think that might be the three year thing. That might be why they're doing three. They might be doing all of it all at once. 
And now this is speculation. And I don't know. But they're releasing them. They're releasing yeah. them at different times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's uh, kind of what they did with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So James, what do you think? What do you think about James? What do you think about the three-year gap in the every other going on? I mean, I'm fine with it. I think. I mean, we're we're in a society now where we demand to have content immediately. Like now that we've had a taste of it coming as frequent as it is, it's going to be harder to let go of it and go back to three years than it is if they just said, fuck it, we'll just do it every year, two years, or something like that. Um, I'm hoping, and these are all signs of it, that this will make a better product, that they'll take a little bit more time, a little bit more thoughtfulness with the creation of anything that comes out every three years. Um, I mean, the whole universe is a clean slate right now. The entire galaxy and the storyline, everything is a clean slate. So you really can take your time and and, and make it real, make it good, uh, make it, flush out the story, make sure there aren't any stupid fucking coffee cups like sitting on the set while being filmed. <laughs> and water bottles. And water bottles. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Like take the time and do it right. Are they actually going to do that? No, because like we said in the past... If executed properly, this could be great, but they're not going to because all they can see is that almighty dollar and that bottom line. So, Can we name this episode Coffee Cups and Water Bottle? <laughs> Done. I like that. Done. Coffee Cups and Water Bottles. Yep. I mean, like... You already have it. You already if you could do... If you could make it worth every three years, like, make it worth it. Make it really good. Record it all at once fine do like what you did with lord of the rings that was great because all the characters ages stayed the same and nobody yeah. died in between thankfully um not that they didn't in fellowship of the ring but you wouldn't run into things like with carrie fisher you know what i mean like yeah. if they had potentially filmed not that i would ever recommend them doing it this route but if they had filmed the new trilogy all at once it would have been much easier to like really play with time and give the characters like their proper endings kind of thing um, rather than be, you know having the tragedy like what happened with Carrie Fisher sort of pigeonhole you into a certain outcome because now they're thinking shit we should have had her sort of her character arc end in the Last Jedi and Luke's would end in the Rise of Skywalker. Um, I mean probably they wouldn't have named it that, but um, you know what I mean because I feel like and anyway that gets back to my earlier point of the entire series about Skywalker should end with Luke Skywalker but that's a whole separate conversation for another time um, every three years sure fine that doesn't mean no, every that they're two. not going to do every two every two years well it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as they do it right I'm fine with it yeah so hey, it's all about it, execution it, right absolutely yeah. if they do it right so there's it, it, a question then there's a question. So I know we're not reviewing Game of Thrones yet. So what are your what are you right? But, but, are you really uh, going to Game of Thrones right now? No, I no, guess no, we no, are. No, 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 no we're no, done no, with no, news. No. This could be no, it. So 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 bear it in mind. What are your thoughts on DB Vice and Benioff now ha- handling Star Wars after what has happened with Game of Thrones? I... How are you feeling with them doing it? I feel very different than I did six weeks and yes. one day ago. Yes. I mean, the, yeah. Disney, yeah. Disney bought the stock at the wrong time. Maybe people will forget by then, but I mean, seven weeks ago, I would have, I was excited for it. And now, 
I mean, they're taking a lot of the heat for what's going on with this series, and it, it doesn't mean it will be bad, but I don't know. Let's just remember that this this story ends with George R. R. Martin's like this is the way he wanted it to end. I I, I think uh, my my only concern is, um, and this is based around my opinion of the final season of Game of Thrones. I thought it was great. I thought the way that it played out, the story arcs was good. I'm fine with it. I can, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I can live with it as a as a content consumer. Uh, however, what I did not like was how rushed it was. It should have been a full ten episode season. Uh, they should have delved deeper into the politics of like the Cersei situation, what's going on at King's Landing. We barely saw her the entire season. But I don't want anyway. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I have a tendency to do that. But um, I'm fine with the DBs doing um, doing the new trilogy. But my worry is that if it's a success. And they're getting towards the end of it, and now they're going to like get offered like another project, like let's say they go to Star Trek or some other thing that they get super hyped up about. They're just going to wrap up whatever they're doing wicked fucking quick and just move on, <laughs> like what they kind of did with the game. See, of that's Thrones. one like, of the no, 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 no. Paramount yeah. doesn't pay as much as Disney. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just, I'm just, exa- well, that's a hurt situation. But I'm just saying from the perspective of. You know what I mean? Like they got something better coming down the pipeline. They're gonna wrap this shit up in a hurry and not in a good kind of hurry. What? The, I agree. I don't think most of the complaints really are about like what happened in the story. It's how it's executed. Um, yeah. re- has really been the complaint, the universal complaint on this. And the last two seasons, I think, had much bigger criticism. And I think the last two and a half seasons were when they passed the books. So when they had the books to lean on. They did a great job of turning that into a show. But when they were doing their own kind of pacing and their own content, it seemed to suffer. And they're going to do these yeah. trilogies. It's going to be all them. So the, the question is going to be, you know, when they're doing it all on their own, you know, how is it going to be like the beginning of Game of Thrones? Yeah, is it going to yeah, be like yeah, the yeah. end of Game yeah. of Thrones? Or are they, or are they going to yeah. lean on some EU content? That's the other thing. Right? I don't think they will. I mean, uh, if they're doing a well, I mean, it depends. Are they going to try to rewrite Bane? Because look at what the, I mean, their their expertise from, I'll say, the layman viewer of Game of Thrones is that they're great. Uh, they're great directors, executive producers for bringing a novel to live action. We don't know what they are creating original content, and if they're not super great at creating original content then there could be some real danger for this new Star Wars trilogy. But if they take the info that's already out there, the Bane trilogy, Knights of the Old Republic, they have a lot of those stories and a lot of that sort of uh, story arcs and content to build on, then there's some hope. They could could copy a good story because, I mean, as you all know, now Legends, but some of it's canon now, I guess, uh, those old books like Old Republic, Sith Empire stuff, that's great storytelling. I think they will. They've already done it. They've they've already leaned on the EU for some ideas. So I think mm. I think um, I this think they'll. Pull, good at. I believe they will pull in a lot of stuff for Bane if they do Bane. If they're gonna if they do, do Bane. Bane, yeah, Darth Bane, the Rule of Two, the inception of the Rule of Two. That would be fucking awesome. I would. Love that would, that it would be great. No, God, that entire that entire Bane book trilogy. I know it kind of got a little weak towards the end of the books, but. Whatever, that's fine. 
even that first book even that first book you'd love to see just the first book oh Oh, dude just the first book you only you just just leave it as a standalone because the the reader or the viewer can fill the blanks then how they get to the phantom menace i don't know you do the first (laughs) book as three movies easy done easy Easy there fucking peter jackson jesus christ we all saw what happened with the hobbit it was awesome (laughs) no it wasn't that fucking the river with the barrels fuck oh that's terrible yeah that's that's, that's that's a fucking legolas running up them rocks in midair although evangeline Lilly was a spotlight for me even though she wasn't in the book (laughs) anyways she she said she wanted to be in star wars recently didn't she so there you go yes please Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. they all want to be in Star Wars. Yeah. Weird. And I just wondered what you thought, because I know with the Game of Thrones at the minute, um, it's it's a big, obviously a big topic when a show like that finishes. But yeah, I kind of, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be fine. And then, you know, we say they lean on the books game of thrones to make the the great content of the series i think they'll lean on the story group you know what Mm. i mean this is a different situation you got like a story group that knows everything about star wars that they will lean on and you know ryan johnson did because pablo and ryan are like bffs now they go to like right you know independent movie theaters and shit together and but anyway oh how indie of them Right, uh, so I think I think if they lean on the story group and previous EU novels, I think it's possible they could do something good with the background of Game of Thrones mm. behind them. Yeah, the experience. Uh, despite my dislike of certain things that happened in the <laughs> last couple seasons of Game of Thrones. Uh, so let's let's go. You want to go to emails, and then we'll sure. go into spoilers. There's yeah. only one spoilery thing. So uh, we got two emails. One, let's see, which one was first? Ah, rural farm boy. Okay, so he said in an audio. <laughs> oh, hello there. I have not listened to it yet. Uh, let me see here. I gotta find it on my thing. So he's a new listener as of, I think, slightly before Celebration. And he's a huge podcast listener. Bring it up now. Her. Go ahead. Here we go. go on, Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Oh. <laughs> oh. How do you, scruffy podcasters? My name's Anthony, and maybe you might know me better in that Twitterverse. I'm a real farm boy. Just want to drop you a message, let you know that your show found its way into my playlist for probably about the past four or five episodes. Yin's done. Damn good lot of fun Yin's boys make. Keep doing what you do. I keep listening and look for reasons to maybe send you other messages. So till your next episode, may the force be with each of you. See you on the radio. Fuck Dude, that was cool. Yay. Thanks, little farm boy. Yeah. Oh, that was cool, awesome. man. <laughs> Love it. 
Ed, that definitely wasn't you putting an accent on, was it? No, that was not me. <laughs> I loved just, it. Just like, uh, that was great. Thank you for listening, man. Ooh. We love putting out the free content for y'all. We don't get paid. Don't do not do that, Ed. <laughs> what? I, I like heard what you did there. What? The oh, the y'all thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ease, ease up on that shit. I'm sorry. I'm from Maine, man. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not from Maine, though, honestly. Maine, is that where am thing? I from? Is that a Maine thing, then, or is that y'all? y'all? No, no it's, that's Southern. Southern? Yeah. yeah. Play southern y'all. Dialect. Play yeah. Because <laughs> we are the dialect show. Well, that was really cool. Yeah, thanks, Real Farm Boy, for sending that in. Really cool. Oh, Dude, uh, love, to, love to get messages and questions and... Everything, so yeah, keep ask, writing, keep ask us anything and... like what boxes are wearing, anything. Not wearing any <laughs> little insight into Kev's universe. There we go. <laughs> Indeed, God, everybody, yeah. everybody who listens to us has probably just vomited right at that point. There, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like glued together oh, a bunch oh, of hot toys, oh, he just glued oh. together a bunch of hot toys, like clothing. Around yeah. his waist, around his genitals, <laughs> around my genitals. They're all no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next email is from. So he emailed us before. This is from Nathan B. Uh, he says, "Hey, haven't emailed into you in a while, but I've while. Got, got a couple Welcome questions back, for you." Come back. Come on. Kind of random, but I thought about it while rewatching recently. Why do you think Kylo sensed and had a cute, longing stare with Finn at the beginning of The Force Awakens? And he says, like, I get that Finn is having some internal struggles, but why would an apprentice of the dark side even notice or give a shit? Not to mention, remember his name days later. FN2187. I feel like it doesn't add up unless there's at least a little more to Finn than we know. Hmm. Maybe episode 9 will explain that. <laughs> Maybe Finn I'm, will be a Jedi. That's I'm deflecting that fucker right there, that's right off the bat. Great I know. question. No fucking idea. I mean, if you really want to go deep with this... Um, <laughs> What you can do is there is a one ex one explanation of this is that as you we all know Kyle Kylo has this sort of lingering conflict. You know what I mean? What if that same lingering conflict, that same feeling, is resonating with inside Finn? And Kylo Ren is thinking like, man, this guy is feeling the same internal conflict as I as I do. Like. Like him, he was brought and trained to believe in a certain thing. Obviously wrong, or the dark side, rather. Um, so what if he's sensing an identical sense of turmoil within Finn that he has within himself? Yeah, like like this isn't right. Although, at the time, I mean, Kylo he was like, this is right. kill all those people. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you just kind of... Forget about all that. No, 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 no. That makes sense. It makes sense. Like, well, so so every, I mean, if you think of them as clones, he would definitely sense it. Because all the clones obey orders. And if one doesn't, 
fucking yeah, sense that shit. So I assume if it's the first order and they have all their stormtroopers uh, pre-programmed, so to say, uh, we know they 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 do all the propaganda shit from reading Phasma, right? And you know they feed it from a very young age, and they're pre-programmed to obey orders and do whatever it is they want. And then if someone especially at that level where they're on duty and in action with Kyle on Kylo's star destroyer. That's weird. Cause if you're mm-hmm. assigned to him, you're probably best of the best. I assume best janitor of the, of them all sanitation. That's not yeah. how the force works. And, uh, That's not how this works. I'm with you. I think he would, he would sense any of all his minions Minions, stormtroopers minions. around him. <laughs> if but one, if one is thinking doubtfully, doubtably, doubt of, I don't even know this word, of their current situation, he would sense it. Mm. Right, it's got to be that. It's definitely that because, like in, um, I think in the first scene, because Finn doesn't shoot the villagers, does he? And Kylo, no. Kylo senses that there. Like, why is the stormtrooper not firing on the villagers? And then later on, he comes back. So it's, it must be just a force thing of like he's sensing because he's been brainwashed, and he? he's been reprogrammed as a yeah as a stormtrooper. So he's clearly going. Hang on a second, I, I can sense something in him that's clearly. Well, know. I know in the EU when they when they like the the Jedi. This, this is the EU, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But when they mm-hmm. when they feel a clone, they know it's a clone, right? It's like empty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. something un- like yeah, something unnatural or artificial or yeah, yeah. distinguishing about it. And so, like, I feel like they would know if if a stormtrooper, a programmed stormtrooper, is going against the programming. Mm. I think this. I think it's that because clearly that's Finn's story arc from the start, and from that first scene when he doesn't fire, and then it's kind of like Kylo said he looks at him, doesn't he, and yeah. knows he hasn't used his blaster or anything and then Phasma finds out and Kylo says all the one from the village Brand so I just Tarth. think he's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. writing in that That's book right, writing that in the book the he's book that, that survived the, the sacking of the keep by a flaming <laughs> dragon sorry what are we talking about Star Wars okay um, <laughs> Andy what do you think about it you think he's, you think Finn's have some, some attunement to the force maybe you think it's possible yeah. is there any chance we think he's like a Skywalker is that <laughs> it is the rise is it Kenobi? Is it of the Kenobi? Black Spire. Could you imagine the rise of Black Spire? <laughs> that's talking. gonna be the rise of the Black Spire. Oh, that sounds so rude, doesn't it? Is that the title of this episode? So rude. That's the title of this episode. Rise of Black Squat Black Spire. Yes. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. Every time he sees Rose now, isn't it? It's the rise of the Black Spire. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, oh, as long God. as it makes for good TV. Oh, yeah. We know Game of Thrones is setting a precedent for that. Anyway, um, so he goes on to his next question. Does anyone have anything else on that? You guys good? Okay. Good question, good question. So James, colon... So this is for James. Jim, Jimmy J- Jawa Jimmy. Dice. Jimmy Jawa Jimmy. Jawa Jimmy. Dice. Jawa Jimmy Dice. 
I don't know if you are a big Harry Potter fan too, but I swear to God, he says God, I think it's God, Williams just mashed up his scores from those and previous Star Wars movies for the sequels so far. I listen to the soundtracks a lot, and I can't tell you how many times I have to check and make sure I'm still on the one I thought I was on. That being said, it's still great. I think he's talking about your segment on the... Oh, the musical comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The music um, and, the, and yeah, the score giving away the, the plot. Uh, I, I will say you had a great point. It is a lot. It's definitely diminished. I won't. I won't say it's not like completely not there, but it's definitely diminished between Empire and Last Jedi. The comparison of the like, holy shit, Ray's parentage. Holy shit, Luke's parentage. Right. Right. Um. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So that's awesome. I I'm with him on that. Like I I sense all of his work from beforehand. Like. Even, even like, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, Home Alone, Oof. he did music for that. Like, I, I get a lot of Harry Potter. Like, I'm listening to them, like, is this Harry Potter? Oh, wait, <laughs> Harry Potter happened after this. So, like, he got, he used a lot of his uh, music from Home Alone and Harry Potter. So, he's, he definitely pulls in from there, but every composer does, right? I'm going to say everyone does that. Everybody mm-hmm. does that. That's yeah, nice. I mean, that's, that's, that's the game. I mean that's that's what you're you know the, that's what you're good at. I mean only oh, yeah, the, I mean, yeah. the rarest of amazing composers can come up with brand new unrelated stuff. Hmm. Oh, he also he also adds a great point here. Uh, also, forgot to say that Gregor Clegane in season eight, episode five, after he takes off his armor to fight his brother, the Hound, Clegane yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the Clegane Bowl is pretty much exactly what I pictured Darth Bane as looking like. Interesting. Ooh, yeah. Interesting. That's. Uh, I'm gonna have to rewatch it now to look at that. Ooh. I like that, from what I remember. There were I, loads I, of people comparing it to Anakin, though, weren't they? When he takes off. Yeah. Yeah. A little. Too, like, I mean, what, was there more to his question, or the point of like how? Like, this is what Bane would look like kind of thing. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So, because you know he's infected with those, like, mollusks. Those, yeah. like, clamshell, flesh-eating things. Yeah, yeah, the armor. Um, <clears throat> but it causes him great pain and suffering. So he he's always, like, he's just barely fighting them off. And, like, whatever he does to, like, shock them out of him. Like, I can see it, like doing some crazy shit to his body like just like uh, the mountain so yep. great observation I, I i would agree 100 percent if i would envision bay because he's supposed to be tall super muscular like above average size so yeah, that, bring, that brings that brings us back to the uh db weiss and um benioff are they gonna do well with a bane trilogy oh <laughs> maybe yes yeah, they will. They'll, yeah, let's say yeah. <laughs> let's just say yeah for argument's sake because we want them to. <laughs> he also says, also, where can I get one of those shirts? That's a great question. Ooh. We haven't figured out 
Well, are these our scruffy t-shirts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah should yeah. we start right, a tea well, public is, site? Yeah, they're, they're available directly from me of $100 each. Uh, <laughs> Here's... Send, send it. I only have one. <laughs> Well, how about that? Well, we can do. Well, we can do. No, actually, this. Let, let's call it. What, what, what new hot toy do I need? Two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. Two hundred. Yeah. James, James, it, James. So what? So yeah. you, you are the I king think, of yeah. this this shirt stuff. So like, how did you get them? Is there a way to do this online? Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, uh, not yet. But what we could do is um, because everything. Uh, Everything with the shirts is all um, um, like minimum order kind of thing. Like you need to have a certain amount kind of thing. Do we have it's, any left from the celebration? Uh, no. We do not. Okay. We gave them all away, as was the original plan. Yes. Um, so what I would do is uh, we can order a bunch. If there's enough interest, everybody can send us an email at scruffypodcasters.com. Podca- uh, and once we have like a minimum 10... We can make an order for 10, and that's what the cost is based on. If more people want to order them, then the shirt can be a little bit cheaper. We just want to get the shirts out to folks. But uh, I think that'd be a good, good method. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I like it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, I mean, yeah, we can also look into other methods, but yeah, for now, that's good. For, for now, yeah. So for now, if you want to get a scruffy-looking podcast or T-shirt, just send us an email. Um. We'll we'll see what we can do to make it happen, and um, when we get at like ten orders of T-shirts, we'll make an order, and maybe we'll do like a Squarespace page or something like that eventually. Mm. And let's say let's say the T-shirts out. were the T-shirts were great and all, aren't they? Really nice, nice yeah, color. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. So thank you, Nathan B. Thank you, thank you for sending an email. Send yeah, more in, please. You, Send more in every week. We don't care. Uh, yeah, and rural fanboy. Thank you. Also, that yeah, was, that was my attempt at a main accent. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was just something. I thought there was just something wrong with you there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. I had like a mini stroke. <laughs> Stroking out again, folks. <laughs> That's a serious situation. I'm a pharmacist. I, I know. I don't mean to joke about it, but no, no, no. um, all right. So that's it. Uh, let's uh, let's end it here. We can talk sure. Game of Thrones in a separate recording if you want. Sure, sure. You want to do that? Yeah. We can call we'll it Game of Scruff. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Do it. James, right. punch it. All right, folks, let's have some fog cutters and some Mama's Boom Shack take us out into that deep, dark night that's no longer full of terrors. Yeah, and may the force of others be with you all. Cheerio, everyone. This party's over.